What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. The Borger Sports Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, the Plumley Real Estate Group. The Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. I am your host, well, one of your hosts, Michael Williams, here with, as always, my good friend, Michael Kano here Michael in the Kano. studio, Border Sports Podcast, back at you with the latest Border Sports news. And here we are. Mike Dub, how was your weekend? It was good, man. It was good. Did you have fun last night? I had a, a good night? Oh, yeah. I had a blast last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was San awesome. San Francisco, we all know Michael's team, the 49ers. Just destroyed the Cowboys. They won in a very slight lead. They looked good last <laughs> night, man. <laughs> the Cowboys, was, we can't say the same. You know, I think maybe no. there's some injury you stuff guys going need a on. New, not you guys. I say you guys like you're a Cowboys fan. You're well, I'm a, a Texas fan. guy. You are, but you're a Bills fan. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say this to you guys, all you out there, the Cowboys <laughs> fans out there. He'll need a new quarterback. Oh. <laughs> there's sometimes Dax looks good. Listen, there, they had. There's more times they he had, doesn't. They had Trey Lance. Yeah. Who's been in the 49ers system. Yeah. Up until what three, two or three weeks ago, three uh-huh. weeks or four weeks ago, something like that. You know, he knows all the 49ers playbook. Oh, sure. He's over there on the sidelines, and they still can only score ten points, and they give up like was it forty three points, something like mm-hmm. that, forty two, forty three points. I can't remember the final score. Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped keeping track after. Mr. Kittle had a great game. Oh, he did. He looked awesome. Three touchdowns. Yeah, player of the game, dude. I think they said most touchdowns from a tight end. San Francisco since Vernon Davis. I think that's what they said, yeah. That's a long list. Like Tom Rathman, there's big list of 49er tight ends that have been great. Yeah. Yeah, there have been. My wife was watching and she was just like, who is that guy? <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a hippie. Don't worry about it. You know, I guy. almost bought, uh, <clears throat> my wife and I were in Vegas this summer. Uh-huh. And because uh, my wife uh, runs a dance studio. And so we were at a dance convention and I was like trying to kill time. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time in like the, uh, like the the sports stores on the strip that they have. Oh yeah, the sure. Some of the yeah, uh, looking at hats because you know I love hats. And, yeah, and I oh dude, I was this close to buying a George Kittle jersey <laughs> at Lids. You should have. That'd be great. I was this close, but I didn't. Anyway, no, I kind of want a Brock Purdy jersey. Oh, that'd be good. So you know he doesn't have the greatest arm strength, but his precision, like his yes. ability to read a defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Oh yeah, he can. That, that's I'm pretty impressed. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, that's a dad joke right there. Um, uh, yeah, I same. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just really impressed with his ability to to react, to read and react really sure. quickly. Yeah, um, a lot faster than a lot of other young quarterbacks can. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have all of the uh, maybe the he's not the best physical ability wise mm-hmm. quarterback, but he's he's got the brain. Yeah, and the Cowboys have showed sparks of greatness this season. I don't think last sure. night was one of them. No, and so just really gonna have to reevaluate. Yeah, I hope I'm not the eating NFC my words. Gonna, you know, it's a I long know. season. It's a long season, so you never know what could happen over the the next you know ten to twelve weeks. Yeah, but but I think it was one of those weekends for Texas in general. Longhorns lost. Yes, in the did. Red River. Yeah, against Oklahoma. And then Texas A&M. What a game, though. That was a great oh, game. Oh, it was. A, did you it watch was a it? good game. Yeah, I got, yeah, to I, watch, too. I got to watch most of it. It was mm-hmm. a good game. That was, was basically game. the only game I watched Saturday. But I watched some of that one. I watched the 
A&M, a little bit of A&M in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I switched to baseball Sunday night or oh, Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, the playoffs. Yep. I really wanted to watch the Diamondbacks play the Dodgers. I'm glad I did. I hate the Dodgers, man. I hate the Dodgers. Anyway, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm a Giants fan. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then my my baseball fandom is a lot like my football fandom in that my two teams are Bay, the Bay Area teams. Yes. Uh, the Giants and the 49ers. And then like because of my family ties and where I grew up. Yeah. Even though they're in the same division, I still have, just like I do with the Cardinals, I have a little bit of little bit of love for the Diamondbacks when the Giants aren't doing well. I still, I love the Giants. Giants are my team. Yeah. Uh, but so I'll, root the, for the, I'll root for the Diamondbacks if the Giants are not. So love the Bay Area and mm-hmm. despise LA. Oh, oh yeah. All LA teams are evil. Yeah. The Lakers, uh, the Rams, and the, the yeah. it's definitely the Lakers. The Lakers are my least favorite team. That's of all probably going to end up being what happens with Austin in Texas. Mm-hmm. Austin's kind of like a lost island in Texas. Turning not really in, Texas anymore. It's turning into LA light. Oh, it's who knows what that thing is. LA light. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're here to b- talk about Borger Sports. Let's talk about that and not Austin vegan diets and self driving cars. <laughs> let's move on to the rundown. The rundown. Well, let's go ahead and get started here. We're going to talk about some cross country that happened this weekend. The Borger cross country teams went to the Lubbock Christian University Invitational. The middle school girls did a fantastic job, performed really great, getting third place overall out of 17 teams. And they actually had three girls finish in the top 10 runners. Mm. Middle school boys finished ninth of 14 teams with run one runner in the top 40. On the JV side, David Gutierrez finished 32nd with a time of 25 minutes. And Mia Garcia, Hannah Horst, and Ariana Chavez finished in the top 40 with times of 15.52. 1632 and 1853. On the varsity girls side, we did fill out a team this week. All right. And so we finished fifth out of seven teams. Okay. Julia Stevens led the way, 32nd place, the time of 1436. London Salinas in 35th place, time of 1443. Breely Nail, 36th place, time of 1444. Miley Garcia, who we talked about last week. Got bumped up from the JV. Okay. Ran great. Finished Mm -hmm. in 37th place with a time of 1444.8. Right behind Breely. And then Lila Breedlove rounded out the rest of the team. 40th place at the time of 1453. So you can see they're all kind of there relatively close. You can tell they've been training together Mm -hmm. quite a bit. But um, it was nice to have a team score there and have a full team lined up. The Varsity Boys did not have a team score this weekend. They only had four runners uh, on the Varsity side. But Isaiah White had a great showing, okay. um, leading the way in ninth place overall with the time of 18-15. He just continually gets better and better every single week. I mean, he's just running fantastic. Matthew Gutierrez finished in 18th place with the time of 18-24. Leif Nelson in 34th place with the time of 19-01. And Christian Garcia in 60th place with the time of 20 Oh, nine. Right on. Right on. Hey, I got to update you. Okay. Tell me about it. Uh, me and the family this week. This is going back quite a few episodes. Okay. This week, Saturday, uh, Friday night, we sat down as a family and we watched McFarland USA. Like, you oh, did you really? Yeah, dude, it was good. What did you think? I thought it was a good movie, man. It was really great. Golly. Yeah. You're mixing in immigration and running. It's just fantastic. Yeah. I like that. Kevin Costner has a chicken. And uh, 
Yeah. He does. They throw a quinceanera. He's never done that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, growing up, like, in California, in that kind of, same kind of, uh, like, same kind of town, yeah, culture. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, not in the same area, but in the same kind of, you know, in a farming community. Yeah. Like that, it was really relatable. Let me ask so. you this. How did you feel watching Danny Diaz run his heart out. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the dude. Very oh, my, my wife was just crying. Just sprinting past everyone. Yeah. That's not Danny Diaz. Yeah, my wife oh, was crying. One of she's my like, favorite movie moments. She's like, he did it. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. If you haven't seen it, plug, go watch McFarland. Yeah, go watch McFarland. Uh, uh, maybe we can get Disney Plus to sponsor the podcast for yeah, plug we'll in the that. movies. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Think? Yeah, that'd be nice. Anyway, on to golf. The boys were off this weekend. But the girls' golf competed in the Amarillo Relays this weekend, uh, playing at the Amarillo Country Club on Friday and Tascosa Country Club on Saturday, and they finished third in their division. So they improved on their two-day score by six strokes. The team uh, includes Daisy Perez, McKinley Wilkinson, Natalie Summit, Nadia Poras, and Ava Rankin. Um, and two individual medalists this weekend were Mary Lopez and Hazel Gutierrez. So the girls did a great job in golf this week. Yeah, they did. Uh, improving. They're getting better and better. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how many. I don't know the, you probably know better than I do uh, just since you work at the school. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how many of those girls are not seniors. But yeah, we I, might. I think we're pretty young, honestly. Yeah, so we might, I, I think I'd have to go through team, there and count. But. Our, our golf team, our girls' golf team might be something to watch over the next couple of years. Yeah, you know? especially, yeah, brand new coaches here and Coach Sexton. It's exciting. Learning a lot together as a team and growing. So mm-hmm. good things going in the golf program, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's go on to some volleyball And maybe action. we should just note real quick, we don't have a tennis update because tennis tennis season has closed. We don't have so. tennis update yet. Yeah, tennis. That's fine. Team tennis is over for the fall. They'll be they're back. Go the back. They're going to reevaluate what were some things we did really well. What are some areas we need to grow? And then be back in the spring yeah. for individual tennis. Sweet. I'm Absolutely. looking forward to it. Me too. Let's do some volleyball, man. Let's do some volleyball. So this last weekend, the Border Lady Bulldogs faced the Hereford Lady White Faces at Texana Gymnasium. Freshmen lost a tight match in three sets. Mm-hmm. 23-25, 27-25, and then 11 That's and close, 15. Yeah. It was a really good game, and those girls are getting better and better every single week. The JV won in two. Here we go. Beating them 25-23 and 25-17. And I think they actually are a little bit better than what the score showed. They let them hang around a little bit too early in the first set. Finally woke up about halfway through the first set okay. and then played on through, but... The JV is currently five and four in district. All right. So winning record in district right now. That's great. The varsity unfortunately lost to the Lady White Faces in three sets, 13-25, 16-25, and 20-25. Mm-hmm. Isabella Pena had 14 assists and 14 digs. Reality Briscoe came in with 14 digs. Cooper Buchanan added five kills, three blocks, and four digs. Adrea Loftus had six kills and three blocks. Emily Bridges had four kills, four blocks, and five digs. Kitty Buchanan, four kills and four digs. Esther Quinones added nine assists and four digs. Addie Bridges came in on the defensive side with five blocks. Jordan Pettit added three kills and a dig. Mm-hmm. Samantha Tarango, three digs. Mm-hmm. Alex Shepard, two kills. Braley Richburg with two digs and Savannah Padilla with one dig. All right. So currently the Lady Bull, the Lady Bulldogs are 15 and 17 overall. 
and they are one and eight in district play. Okay. The FPC also had some volleyball. The Lady Plainsmen had a tough weekend. First, they lost last Wednesday to the New Mexico Military Institute, and then this Saturday, losing again to the New Mexico uh, New Mexico Junior College. Mm. Both of those in three sets. So currently, they are five and fifteen overall, and two and six in conference play. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Michael, uh, tell us what's coming up. Yeah, I'll tell you guys what's coming, what's coming up. up. Sports action. Coming up. It's not here on the sheet, but uh, I did see that the Frank Phillips men's basketball team went to the Fort Worth Jamboree this last weekend, and I don't know how they did, but I just want to let y'all know we are going to start covering Frank Phillips basketball coming up here in a couple weeks That's once right. our season gets going. Season's about so to I'm get really going. excited about that. I'm going to try and go to as many of those games as I can. I can't believe uh, we're even talking about round ball yet. I'm still in pigskin mindset <laughs> I, I i love football and i love baseball but but your thing basketball is my thing that's dude. your jam i love basketball i know i'm a short fat white guy <laughs> and i'm who's who's nearing closer to 40 uh, but i love basketball dude. yeah basketball was my sport when i was a kid i was just too short you know if i'd have been if i'd have been a foot taller i'd have i'd have been playing somewhere you would have been our Danny Ainge. Maybe not in the NBA, but, you know, I'd be playing like overseas or something. At You'd least. be our Steve Nash. I loved basketball. I know. I loved it. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. I love watching it. Uh, I love playing it. Anyway. We're going to have some great coverage for you guys. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Coming up. This is what are we going to call this? So we're, I think we got to come up with a name for this. Yeah. Yeah. We got the rundown. I was thinking something like. Uh, maybe the Borger Sports Forecast. The Forecast. Yeah, the Forecast. There like we go. It. The Forecast. All right. Here's the Forecast for this week. Not weather-related. <laughs> golf. This weekend, the boys' golf will be in the Dumas Invitational, and the girls will be in the Plainview Invitational at the Plainview Country Club. Uh, Cross Country has a big weekend coming up this weekend. Friday will be the Varsity NJV District Cross Country Meet, so mm. they will run in Canyon. And then on Saturday, the middle schoolers will run in the Panhandle Middle School Cross Country Championships, and that's also going to be in Canyon. So, so Friday and Saturday, big cross country weekend for um, Border Middle School and yeah, high school. A lot of work towards this weekend coming oh, yeah. up. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of hot days of running starting in August mm-hmm. and just getting after it all for this weekend coming up. Yeah. So good luck to all our cross country runners. Yeah, good luck. Uh, volleyball. On Saturday, October 14th, they will be at Canyon. And then they'll be back home um, here in Borger on Tuesday, October 17th against Pampa. And we got to beat them. Yeah. They got the best of us the first round of the district. Mm-hmm. But I got a feeling the tides are going to change this time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then Frank Phillips College Lady Plainsman Volleyball. They will be at Western Texas College on Wednesday. And then they will be back on Saturday, October 14th against Clarendon College. And that will start at 2 p.m. here in the Frank Phillips gym. That's right. Yeah. All well, right, that sounds good, Mike, for the first half of our segment. Mm-hmm. After this commercial break, guess what? What? We got a special guest in the studio do we? today. We do? Yeah, we do. Kaden KJ Jennings. All right, QB1. Yeah. We're going to be talking to QB1 about his thoughts and outlook for district play as we go on with Borger football. And that's right after this commercial break. We would like to thank the Plumlee Real Estate Group. Plumlee Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? 
look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Lynn Reese, understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. And we are back in the studio today. Mike Dubb, special guest yeah. with us today. The one, the, the only. only KJ Jennings, QB1 of the Borger <laughs> Bulldogs. What's up, KJ? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? <laughs> he's so cool, you know, even when he's just sitting here. He's yeah, just he's gonna, just chill. Way cooler you know? than me. Oh, well, yeah. Of course he's way cooler than us. Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> so. We're old. And- That's true. Yeah, we're not cool anymore. Um, who said that? Who said y'all aren't cool anymore? Oh, my kids say that to me. Yeah, my ki- yeah. Once you have kids who are like teenagers or almost teenagers, yeah, it's like you're not cool anymore. Yeah, yikes! I know. Yeah, I'm like a progressive commercial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, KJ, you know, you're coming back here, senior year this year, QB one of the Border Bulldogs. How have you felt about everything so far that that's going on on the season? I mean, so far, I feel like we've been playing pretty good football. We've had some, you know, some ups and some downs, but that's just what comes with, you know, trying to learn a new scheme and a new offense and defense with Mm -hmm. a new head coach and everything. So, I mean, I'm still proud of the boys. We're working hard and doing everything that the coaches ask of us. And, I mean, I feel like a huge change is about to happen, especially with how we performed in the first, you know, six games that we played before we started district play. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that relationship between your offensive coordinator and your quarterback – that's that's vitally important for an offense to be consistent. So how's that been working with Coach Dickinson now, doing that new offensive scheme and working together? I mean, Coach Dickinson's helped me a lot since he's been here. He's put a lot of faith in me and a lot of trust in me to help be the guy out there on the field and, you know, help control the offense even when he's not out there. I mean, he's given me a lot of freedom and he helps me out a lot because he teaches me the ways of how to run it, not just telling me how to do it. He shows me and he guides me in the right direction so that I can be the best quarterback to help control the offense. Yeah. Telling you the why. Yes. You know, sometimes it's hard to understand why they're doing a certain thing. Why are we setting up this play? Why are we, why are these routes run this specific way? Mm-hmm. But there's a vision for it. Yes. And he's coaching you on that vision. That's sure. really good. Well, for those people who are out there who only know you on the field and don't really get to know the real KJ, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your activities and your experiences. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm a Borger High student, but I've grown up in Borger. I've been here all my life for the most part, you know, just been around it all. I've been at the football games when I was a little kid, you mm-hmm. know, I was at all the baseball, basketball events and everything. I mean, it's just something that I feel like me being an athlete and a student here and then being able to grow up in the town, I feel like I've got just a special connection with a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I just feel like I'm able 
to truly be who I can be and truly allow myself to be KJ yeah. around the people that I go to school with and everything. Because I mean, I feel like Borger is just such a good town. I feel like the people here are just yeah. amazing people. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so maybe for like kids, like you said, you're you know when you were a kid, you were you grew up in Borger. You were at all the sporting events. Uh, so maybe for those little kids who 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 are at the games on Friday nights. The little kids out there, you know, you see them out there throwing the football and the, the grass over there behind the stands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Those little guys, they're looking up to you, right? You know, so maybe maybe what what kind of qualities do you think those kids, as they're looking ahead, if they want to be a quarterback, what kind of qualities do you think it takes, you know, on and off the field, both, you know, to be the quarterback? Well, I feel like one of the biggest things that they have to be capable of on the field is to be able to not get frustrated and stay as even and as calm as possible because even in big situations, if your quarterback starts to freak out, then sometimes other people on the team will too. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of need to try and remain as calm as possible and stay as even-keeled and yeah, for sure. stay yeah. as balanced as I, they can, I guess I can say. But off the field, I feel like it's just try and be a model citizen within the community. I mean, if that's, you know, helping somebody take their groceries to their car or, you know, putting money in the little donation box at McDonald's or something. I mean, it's just making a good name for yourself off the field so that people can truly understand what you might be capable of on the field. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you talked about that even kill and staying like that in those situations, you know, I think that you can imagine there's a tremendous amount of stress <laughs> and even like um, mental demands on the position as the quarterback. You're kind of the the center of it all when it goes to the offense. You're guiding and directing and everything is moving so fast. And, and then just not on the field, but everything outside of there as well. Tremendous amount of stress on you. So how do you deal with that? How do you manage that stress and and those mental demands? Well, a lot of the reason that I'm able to deal with the stress so well is, I mean, on the field, I trust my guys. Mm. I mean, I really feel like I've got some of the best receivers in the district, and I really feel like I've got one of the best O-lines in the district, too. Running back play is incredible. So, I mean, all of the guys around me take a lot of stress off of me because I know that they can go and make plays and handle their own when it comes down to it. Yeah. And then off the field, I mean— I'm not really, I try not to stress because, I mean, if I just do the things that I have to do and remain who I am, then there's not really anything to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you brought up a good point. I mean, being a team and how vitally important that is to be able to trust those beside you. And, uh, you know, when it gets down into the trenches, you're exactly right. So speaking of those teammates, your your O-line, your receivers, the defense, and your other coaches, how would they describe KJ? If you had to step outside of yourself, how are they going to describe? <laughs> how would they describe you? I mean, I'd like to think that they would say I'm a hard worker, somebody who it's easy to follow behind and somebody who it's true that you can listen to them and they can lead and they lead by example day in and day out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd really want them to say that I'm somebody who's smart on and off the field and somebody who's trustworthy in big situations, somebody who I guess you could say I'd want the ball in that person's hands when it comes down to it in a big sure. moment. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you mentioned that like being hardworking, you know, what's your... What's your daily routine like? 
you know, as the quarterback? Well, I mean, uh, we have first-hour athletics, so I'll go in. I'll try and get there a little bit early so I can get out on the field before everybody else. Try and throw the ball around a little bit, get loose, try and get a feeling for it because, you know, some mornings it's cold and I just got to try and get warmed mm -hmm. up as best as possible. For sure. But, I mean, before practice, it's a lot different because I've got a lot more time to work with and I'm not in such a rushed window. So I'll go, I'll go outside, I'll do my legs, get stretched, do my arms, my bends and everything, and then I'll go outside and I'll mm -hmm. play catch and just work on pocket movements and stuff like that yeah. so I can be prepared for whatever's thrown at me over the course of the practice. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it, you know, in your position and everything that you're doing on a daily basis, you know, you are a student athlete. And what that means is mm -hmm. the student always comes first. Yes, so what yeah. is that like with you as a multi-sport athlete, and especially during football season when it's a very taxing and time-consuming season? How do you manage that? How do you manage keeping those grades up and, and being still, uh, you know, having those high level of expectations in the classroom as well? I mean, sometimes it's kind of hard because, I mean, there's days where it's just like after football practice, it's like, man, I really don't want to do this. But yeah. <laughs> you got to think about it where, I mean, one day football is going to come to an end and it's going to be me having to use what I learned in school or the things mm -hmm. that I retained from all of the years of people telling me things and just giving me little pieces of advice. And so, I mean, I just got to think about the future more or less than what I've got currently going for me. and having the grades and having the academics is the the right direction to push me towards where I want to be in life in the future. So sure. mm -hmm. just got to keep working to keep those up so that I can set a good example for my little brother, especially and sure. the people around me who may or may not look up to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite subject or a favorite area of study? Something that you're like super interested in that nobody knows? I mean, I love English. I love reading really? books. I mean, autobiographies, biographies, graphic novels, all of them. Mm. I just love those. So. Gotcha. Awesome. So you might take off the spring and become a writer, something like that. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, switching gears a little bit. Uh, I hate to bring it down, but uh, man, we just had a tough, tough loss to Pampa. Uh, so how, how do you keep keep your teammates uh, positive, you know, and, and motivated after a tough loss like that? <clears throat> well, I mean... It was a really big loss, especially, you know, getting prepared to go into district play and everything, right. and especially losing in the fashion we did with it being such a close game. Sure. And, I mean, we all made mistakes as a team, and there were small things, and small things is what it ends up coming down to at the end of mm -hmm. it all. But I really feel like the best way to keep the team motivated and keep the guys excited is, I mean, we've got a lot of dudes who are hungry. I mean, yeah. like— coaches instilled a mindset into us this year and it's just changed the way that we've all thought about everything and we just actually want to go out and get it and we're prepared to fight for the big moments and big games and That's I mean awesome, yeah. I mean I think the ultimate goal that everybody wants is the gold ball at the end of the year and I feel like this year's team is actually hungry and we're committed to go and chase the ultimate prize at the end of it all so sweet sir That's yeah. awesome yeah and you know, we're about to start that process right now. You right. guys just had a week off, a bye week. You know, here in just a few minutes, we're about to do a district preview, but we're about to enter district play. So in your estimation, what are the keys to success for this team as we go through the next four weeks? I mean, I feel the keys to success are we just got to go and we got to play perfect football. I mean, 
we got to go and we got to make sure we're clicking on all cylinders, make sure that everybody knows what they're doing, when they're doing it, how they need to do it. And I mean, if you fly around and we do everything at 110%, no matter what's going on, if you mess up, I mean, you can't coach effort, but you can coach the ability to learn something. Mm. So it's just a matter on if we really want it, then are we going to go out and do it as hard as we can and as fast as we can every single time we step on the field and every time we have a play happen. I mean, I feel like the guys are ready for it. I mean, we're prepared to go to war with whoever, whenever, whatever the stakes are. And I mean, just if you get in the way, then we're ready for you. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It sounds like you've learned some good lessons throughout this process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does. Uh, speaking of that, what what do you think is the most important lesson? Going big picture, you know, what's the most important lesson that you've learned? Just from playing football or sports in general, you know? I feel like the most important lesson I've learned is the, is like the lesson of hard work and yeah. just the ability to have to grind and be gritty. Because, I mean, sometimes when it comes down to it, if you just give that little extra bit more than the person you're across from, that could be the difference between you scoring a touchdown or that person stopping you and you're not ending up in the end zone. And, I mean, I feel like that's something that can really translate to the real world too because it's mm-hmm. like that – one extra minute late you were on a college assignment or something could be the difference between you passing the class or not or that one extra minute you were late on your assignment in the real world at your job could be the difference between you getting fired or not so I feel like just pushing to give everything you've got no matter how much you feel is left I think you've always got a little bit more than you think you do so I feel like working hard is the biggest thing yeah Mm. I got one more question for you so (laughs) you come from Borger High School Sports Royalty, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that there's some big shoes to fill in all those with Uncle Eric, Tony, your mom, your older sister, <laughs> heck, even Peanut. Jeff was my, I'll tell you what, Jeff Maxwell, he was my coach on the Buffaloes when TCY. Uh-huh. You talk about competitive. So, <laughs> when y'all get together for the holidays, y'all are playing games. Who's the most competitive out of everybody and who ends up winning? All right, all right. I might be a little bit biased, but I think I'm going to have to say I'm the most competitive <laughs> because, <laughs> because, like, I'm the middle child. So uh-huh. I be I got people above me and people below me. So I just got to, I got people trying to gang up on me. So I got I to gotta fight my own battles. Now, I might not always win. Because my sister is just a natural winner. I can't take that away from her. <laughs> but I do give my best effort. And uh-huh. I will say that I am the most competitive. You're going to go down swinging if yes. you're losing Scrabble. <laughs> yes, you're I down swinging. yes, I will. I like it. KJ in the studio. Thanks for stopping yeah, by with us. Thank you for being here, man. Good thank luck this Friday. Good luck. Thank Seminole. you. Thank you. Here we are back after that awesome interview with uh, KJ. And yeah. we hope you all enjoyed that. It was really great to have him in here. If he's as cool in the pocket as he is here on the couch, I yeah, don't think yeah. we got anything to worry about. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he just kind of chill, confident. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real great kid. I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. All right, man. Now, well, now we've got coming up mm-hmm. with the week off this week. We've still got football to talk about. Yeah, we do. That's right. We got district play coming up here mm-hmm. starting next Friday. Yes. This Friday. This Friday. Uh, this Friday coming up, we're playing the Seminole Indians. Yeah, we are. That's right. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do a 
uh, a breakdown. district preview here, break down each week, each team, what we can expect going into the next four weeks. Let's go. So I'll start off here with the Seminole Indians. All right. So October the 13th, we will be at Seminole this Friday playing against the Seminole Indians, and they are a good team currently. They are 6-1 and one overall, okay. and they have uh, wins over Shallow Water, Pecos, Andrews, and Big Springs, so some good teams. They were undefeated last week, and their only loss coming to a really tough West Plains team mm-hmm. last Friday. Uh, they lost 23-48. to 48. The head coach over there at Seminole is Greg Pointer, and he's been doing this for a long time. Former Pampa Harvester coach. He was there for seven years. Um, and also, as their offensive coordinator, Coach Flowers, who was the head coach at West Texas High, uh, right. is over there. His son, Blake, just graduated last year. So, they're going to be well coached. You know, they're going to be well versed. Um, Kyle Lynch is the superintendent there in Seminole, and he's the former head coach at Canadian. He's probably the guy that you can point to to say their run of dynasty really started with Kyle Lynch. Okay. So when you have a superintendent that understands that process, right? You know, you know they're gonna they're gonna have a lot invested into sure. this. So. They're going to be a tough team. They did lose their district MVP last year's quarterback, Blake Flowers, and they lost Reichter Colony on the offensive line. But it hasn't really stopped them. Wyatt Holbstrom has stepped up into quarterback, and he's done a pretty good job. Now, I have heard that there may be some injuries that he's dealing with because I think Braden Gonzalez actually got some reps under center last weekend. Okay. So we'll just have to see, is Wyatt returning at quarterback or is it not? We're going to play him like he is. You know, every single time, I, I believe that's probably going to be the game plan. Their biggest weapon that they really go to a lot is Logan McCormick. Uh, and so Logan, very athletic, runs the ball really well, pretty quick step. He scored three touchdowns against West Plains. Yeah. So, you know, stopping him and, and playing tight defense is going to be a big key to victory this week. They're going to be aggressive and they're going to play tough. And so we're going to have to, mm-hmm. they're going to be well coached. Yeah. We'll have to be on top of our game this Friday. Yeah, I remember, I remember the game last week we played Seminole here. Mm-hmm. Or last year, yeah, uh, last week, last year we played Seminole here, and I remember walking away from that going game, going, they got a good coach. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I remember that was my big takeaway sure. from watching them play Seminole last year. It was like they're well coached. Well, and we started out that game really well in the first half. Yeah. I think they made better adjustments in mm-hmm. the second half than what we did. Yeah. I mean, Blake literally would sit back in the pocket for ten seconds, and if you're not going to get pressure on the quarterback, he is just going to pick you apart. Mm-hmm. You can't stay in a zone defense forever. Whenever you're not getting a rush on the quarterback, right? And so. You know, I think we've learned a lot from that last year. And again, there's a whole new mindset and a whole new scheme sure. this year. So it'll be a different kind of different kind of game. Yeah. All right. And then coming up after that, on October 20th, here at Bulldogs Stadium, the Bulldogs come home. And they're going to be playing the Leveland Lobos. Yeah. All right. Currently, Leveland is 2-5 and five overall, and they're 0-1 in district. They lost to Perryton last week, 18-41. to 41. Uh they're, they're a team kind of struggling to find their identity right now. Yeah, I think so. I think they're a team that uh, they've never really been able to put anything consistently mm-hmm. together. You know, last year they ended up making the playoffs, and I think they were trying to build on that this year. Um, but, you know, I don't know if Coach Leong has not found the consistent group of coaches to be there with him, if they've just struggled implementing a certain scheme with the kids. I don't really know what to take from them yet. I don't know what you're going to get from them. It's not as consistent. There's sometimes they look great, and then there's sometimes 
you know, they they make a lot of mistakes. So mm-hmm. it's still a team that's up in the air. I haven't put I okay. haven't put my finger on them yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking forward to them. Uh, they're going to run the spread. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just like Leong, you know, did when he was coached at Tech under Mike Leach. Yeah. When he was there as a receiver, I mean, he understood that system, and so they'll sure. do the same thing at level. Sure. Eight. Yeah. Sure. Oh, did it. Speaking of Mike Leach, I yeah. know I'm changing the subject here, but this is a podcast. We take rabbit trails sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I saw this this hilarious uh, Instagram reel of Mike Leach being asked uh, back when he was at Washington State, like which of the Pac-12 mascots like would win in a melee, <laughs> like if they just had an all-out thing. <laughs> anyway, it was hilarious. You got to see that. But anyway, uh, back on to... <laughs> well, he was such an interesting character. <laughs> he was. You know, like... I loved Mike Leach. I heard stories about coaches that would go to clinics with Mike Leach because they wanted to understand this system. And, you know, it was just this amazing spread system. And they said he would literally come in and one guy's like, he would come in and sit down in a chair and would just start talking about Beechwood and like <laughs> how it floats up onto the sand. And like, oh, he's yeah, just yeah. like this really interesting kind of character. He would... He, he just would, really looks at the world differently. He would come on this radio show I listened to, to the yeah. sports radio show I listened to, uh, which was like a Phoenix radio show. Yeah. Um, he would come on all the time. They would have him on, even though he didn't coach down there. He coached, you know, Pac-12 teams. So, like, every time they would, pl- you know, Air- Arizona State or Arizona would play yeah. Washington State. Yeah. He would come on. But they would, they he started, like, having these weird interviews with them. So, they would actually... He had no attachment to Phoenix, but they would have him on all the time. Anyway, he would come up with the weirdest, funniest, most crazy stories and different things to talk about that weren't even sports related. And it was yeah. just like, this is hilarious. this is so entertaining. He yeah. should have had a podcast. Yeah, he really should have. He, he should have had a would podcast. Have. Yeah. It would have been it wouldn't have even been anything about football. No, no, it wouldn't. Like have. they would ask him about Bigfoot. They would ask him about aliens. Yeah, they would ask him about would. all kinds of stuff. And he would have all these interesting takes and crazy stuff to say it was hilarious yeah but anyway back on to uh so the bulldogs are going to need to put up they're going to need to put some pressure on the on the quarterback yeah i think so um and and the secondary is going to need to be tight and have to capitalize on their mistakes absolutely um and i'll tell you this last year when you go back and watch the film and i think we've talked about this a little bit it really one of the things you can point to was losing the game because of special teams mistakes you know, it was some poor schemes that were put in that were not well executed, and it was a shift. We should have won that game, hands down. But when you don't capitalize on opportunities, when you make mistakes on a certain aspect of the game, it can come back mm-hmm. and bite you. So we got to make sure that we aren't doing the same thing. Yeah. This hey, year. you put a note here on this sheet. I got to uh-huh. ask you about. Yeah. Yeah. So this first note, game says, of the year. It says they had a helicopter deliver the game ball. They did right the in the field. middle of Lobo Field. Right Tell there. me what. What's that about? I don't know. I don't know if it was a special game ball, if it was a special helicopter, but it delivered the game ball right in their middle. So with that to be said, you never know what to expect from Level End. Okay. Who knows what they're bringing aboard. That's just a little weird. Hopefully they don't... It's their thing. Hopefully they don't bring their banners and put them up on the <laughs> fence like Pampa. Anyway. No, that will not happen again. <laughs> All right. All right. How about you tell us about the game after that? Who are okay, they playing so after? then after that, we have a Halloween game October the 27th not exactly on Halloween but it's close enough so the Bulldogs will hopefully take some Halloween frights to Ranger Stadium there in Perryton the Rangers are under a new AD head coach this year in Cole Underwood as uh, we all know Kurt Habather left to go to Groover Uh, so currently the Rangers are two and five 
overall right now, but their schedule can be deceiving as they have played a very tough pre-district schedule. Oh, yeah. This includes Dalhart, who's one of the tougher teams in the region, Mm -hmm. Canyon, Dumas is a little bit down this year, but they're still going to be tough. Canadian, obviously, number one Mm -hmm. in the region. um, Always going to be a tough game. Pampa, and they've played Stratford. So they've played some really tough teams. And it goes to say they did beat Pampa 21 or 29 to 21. So they have found ways to compete and stay tough. Um, Their biggest playmaker and their guy they're going to go to is their quarterback, senior Julian Cervantes. They rely on him a lot for production, whether it's running the ball, leading the offense, passing. Uh, They'll be in a multiple spread offense. And uh, their base defense is a 3-4. So we're going to have to make sure that we play with aggression. This is a team with some questions about what they are truly capable of. I know that their coach has described them as fast and physical, and they normally are. One thing you can always say about Perryton, they're going to be tough. Mm -hmm. They're always going to be tough. Sure. And so either way, it's going to be a tough game, and we are going to have to battle. Anytime we go to Ranger Stadium... You, you have to battle yeah. anytime you go north. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the crowd on your side. You're not going to get the refs on your side. So you're going to have to play hard and play all the way through four quarters. Yeah. So that'll be a, that'll be a good game. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yep. Um, after that, we got our last game yep. against West Plains, the Wolves. Uh, it'll be November 3rd here at home in Bulldog Stadium. And so, um, you know, the Wolves are the team that many people are considering as the front runner to win district sure. this year. Um, and so they're currently 6-1, and one, and they have knocked off three consecutive undefeated teams in Lubbock, Estacado, Hereford, yeah. and Seminole. Yeah. So, so right they're rolling. Roll. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, Adam Cummings, he's in his second year. He's doing a good job with this young program. Uh, but with re- realignment, being scheduled coming up here, this could be the last time the Bulldogs play the Wolves. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. The amount of growth that this school has gone through, uh, you know, I know people are calling it like the transfer Wolves and stuff like that on the <laughs> on the chats. And sure. You know, it is what it is. You know, anytime there's new, there's going to be some interest there. Right. But the amount of growth that they've seen, they are they already double our size. So there's a lot of predictions. They're either going to go up to 4A Division One, possibly 5A Division Two. Yeah. Just based on their numbers. And so okay. they'll take those numbers coming up here later in this year, and then they'll realign for next year. Mm-hmm. And so who knows? Who knows? We may not get to see West Plains for a while. We may get them back on the schedule in pre-district. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to be able to split one-on-one with them before they leave our district. Sure. Well, their offense is led by the three-headed monster. Yeah, man. Uh, they're running back Jody Hernandez. He's leading the region in rushing. Uh, their quarterback uh, Reed Macon. He's second in passing behind Armando Lujan and uh, King Talent. He is fourth in receiving. So yeah. they've got a lot of offensive power there. Yeah, and um, it's amazing. You don't normally see a team that leads the region in rushing also lead the region in passing. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. for Armando Lujan in Sunray, sure. who's just an unbelievable state talent, mm-hmm. you know, Reed Macon's just a step right behind him. So, you, yeah, you can you said it right. The offensive, the offensive output is very high for this team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but their defense is averaging 24 points per game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're aggressive. Uh, they hit hard. They're aggressive. Uh, so, the Bulldogs are going to need to play perfect. And KJ said that earlier. He did. He said we got to be perfect. He said we got to play perfect football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, uh, so they're gonna they're gonna need to to fight like they've never fought before, man. If they're yeah. gonna beat the Wolves, to for just being honest. Yeah, you can't yeah. lay over with this team. You can't get um, 
self-conscious. You can't just die. If you're down, it doesn't matter by how many points. This is one of those games. It's going to be what's your gut, what's your grit, mm-hmm. what are you made of? Mm-hmm. You better not quit. You better go down fighting because that that shows a lot. When you're yeah. playing a team like this, that's going to be tough. You got to bring the fight right to them. Yeah. You can't back down. Can't show intimidation. Yeah, you got to take it to them. Yeah, here's what I want to see. Okay, on November third, Borker Bulldogs upset of the year. Yes, that's what I want to see. They beat the Wolves. Yeah. The students storm the field. <laughs> I don't know if they're allowed to do that in high school. They're probably going to get, yeah, they're probably get shut down over there. Yeah, they storm the field. They take down one of the goalposts. They drag it down to uh, Huber Park. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't do that. Don't send this to Matt don't Hammerman. He's going to get that. really nervous just now. Don't about do that. The field. Don't do that. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, dude, upset of the year. That Wouldn't that be great? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Let's see where we're sitting. Uh November 3rd would be like November 6th, whatever, when we do that podcast. Yeah. 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 That'll be great. I'm looking right forward after to election this. day. Looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, why don't you tell us the next thing as we finish up and wrap up the segment? We had a poll go out there online. We did. We had another poll go out this week. For the killer queen candidates who are the hardest hitting spikers of all time. Yeah. And so you have our top I ones do. from our nominations. I do. Who is the hardest spiking lady bulldog of all time yeah we've got a lot of uh we got we got emails we got some messages on facebook and instagram Uh yeah some comments so this is where these are all coming from so uh we've got five ladies who we're gonna nominate and then we're gonna put that out to you guys y'all can go on the website Mm -hmm. and vote it'll be borgersportspod.com okay borgersportspod.com is it borgersportspodcast.com? I can't remember the URL. I think so. Yeah, it's borgersportspodcast.com slash poll. P-O-L-L. So, and that'll take you to where you can vote. We'll also share the link. It'll be out on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. So here are the five ladies. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna name them out and then you can tell me. You could tell me a little bit about them. Okay. You probably know more hopefully about I know, Lady yeah, Bulldog, hopefully Bulldog, I know them all. volleyball yeah. than I do. Ooh, all right. Put me on the spot. I mean, you don't have to give a full breakdown of like, <laughs> okay, you know. Uh, first up, we got Abby Francis. Abby Francis, yes. Yeah. So Abby is one of the Francis sisters. I think there's three of them. Uh, and mom, Katie, is actually a teacher for us. Abby's class of 2020. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, went on to play some college volleyball, I think at Clarendon College. Okay. So, yeah, good height. I think she was on there from her time. She was a freshman. Oh, wow. So, four okay. years on varsity. Great hitter there. Yeah. All right. Then we've got friend of the podcast, current Lady Bulldog, Andrea Loftus. Oh, yeah. You got Dre on there. Yes. Yes. So, Andrea Loftus. She got again, some votes. Borger Sports Royalty on the show as our special guest. Um, getting out there playing hard. Dre Loftus. Yeah, and then we've got Shavonda Haynes. Shavonda. And we talked about Shavonda last time. I, got, I think I threw her you name did, out there. You did. You did throw her name out there, but yeah. Division one talent. Went on to play at New Mexico State. I want to say she was 07, 08. Mm-hmm. And we went on a great run those years mm-hmm. uh, in the region. And she was just a phenomenal athlete. Could jump out of the ceiling and, mm-hmm. and hit the ball with force. So, yeah. does not surprise me at all. All right. We've also got... Uh, Chelsea Gray Optenhoff. Chelsea Gray. Yeah. So, yeah, Chelsea Gray, now Optenhoff, married yeah. to Garen, uh, was a great volleyball player. She was around that same time there with Shavonda, was part of that team that made the regionals and great outside hitter. So, Chelsea. All right. 
And then last, we've got Jordan Pettit. The youngster of the group. Yeah. So Jordan Pettit is a sophomore this year. Really? She had a ton of nominations, man. She did have a lot of nominations. She got a lot of fans out there. Yeah. But Jordan's doing a great job for us. And not only is she a great volleyball player, she's a great basketball player. She's a really good kid, uh, really stepping up in that class. And so sounds like there's a lot of push behind her. All right. Youngster hitting the ball hard. Let's see if she can be the top one of all time. Yeah. So this episode's out now. Uh, Y'all hearing it right now. So go vote. Go on the website. Go vote. And uh, we'll give you a week to vote. And then next week's episode, we'll announce the winner. That's right. Yeah. And then... You know, maybe we'll uh, have like a $5 gift card to Starbucks for the winter or something like that. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll scrounge up some change in the yeah. Do you know you can't even, uh, my daughter got a get, I got a $5 Starbucks gift card for her birthday from somebody. Yeah. And she was like, dad, I can't even, I can't even buy a drink at Starbucks for $5 <laughs> anymore. It's like, I guess you could buy a cake pop. Uh, you know? so. <laughs> She's like, the drink I like is six bucks. <laughs> maybe we'll it's bump like, it here's up. here's a dollar. To, we'll bump it up to 10 then. Yeah, something like that. I'm just being, I'm just joking. All right. I think that's it for this week, man. We had a lot on this episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Borger Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.